Welcome, friend. I'm Lynn Cassijan, and thank you for joining me on Being Awareness, where we explore mindfulness, meditation, and self-awareness. Before we get into today's exploration, I have some quick programming notes. Starting January, I'll be releasing these episodes every month instead of every two weeks because there's some really exciting projects that I'm working on in my life at the moment, and I'll keep you posted on them. Without further ado, let's get into today's exploration. In the part of the world I live in, at the end of December is time for people to get together with family and friends to celebrate the holiday season. Aside from feelings of joy and gratitude, getting together with family could also bring up conflicts, whether emotional, psychological, physical, both internally within ourselves and externally in our interactions with others. I originally planned another topic for today. However, I thought an exploration on changing our perspectives surrounding conflicts whether internally or externally, could be especially interesting for the holiday season. So what is conflict exactly? Taking the word apart, it comes from con, which is Latin for together, and fligiri, meaning to strike, and put together, creating the meaning of a clash or disagreement often violent, between two or more opposing groups or individuals. Or another definition could be, an incompatibility as of two things that cannot be simultaneously fulfilled. It sounds like conflicts start when parties involved are fixated on their own specific perspectives, unable or unwilling to see something else that may exist. Now, let's switch perspectives and take a look at another word that is at the flip side of conflict, which is the word compassion. The word compassion comes from a variant of the Latin word con, which means together, and passio, meaning suffering, enduring. And put together, the word compassion means deep awareness of the suffering of another coupled with wish to relieve it. Both words signal a togetherness, but one is to strike together, whereas the other is to recognize together. One signals separation and the other signals unity. So we can either choose to fight or choose to understand. Conflicts self-perpetuate when parties involved don't care to or don't know how to change their perspectives. Compassion can help us flip that script, broaden our view of reality, and recognize that there's so much more to the stories we're telling ourselves. Through compassion, we can start to change deeply rooted relationship challenges with ourselves and others. Okay, that all sounds great in theory, but life is hard. And how do I even get started with compassion? Like it or not, 
The first part of compassion does require us to recognize pain and suffering in ourselves and others. The avoidance of pain and suffering seems to be a common human experience. Perhaps we're afraid that feeling into suffering could cause us more suffering, or that by avoiding recognizing suffering, we'd be exempt from feeling any of that suffering. Perhaps also, when we recognize the suffering in others, especially in situations where we think we're being wronged, it's harder to keep ourselves in the victim's role and the other in the perpetrator's role. However, suffering is a common experience to all humans. It's part of this vibrant spectrum we call life. By avoiding acknowledging suffering, we may be creating divides between ourselves and others. We may be building up walls in the name of protecting ourselves, but in that act of protection, we also cut off opportunities to genuinely and deeply connect with others. A few months ago, I was talking to a friend of mine. This was around the time when the conflict in Gaza first broke out. She lives close to the region, and we had a deeply emotional conversation about all that was unfolding. She told me that for a long time, she didn't engage with news stories of the world because she disagreed with many practices of the media such as the exaggeration of negativity and the lack of truthful and well-rounded reporting. However, this time, she allowed herself to really look at the suffering that was happening all around, allowing herself to feel the pain and to deeply look at the lives of real human beings that were radically changed every second because of the conflict. And it's through this leaning into, instead of avoiding the pain, that her heart cracked open. As she allowed herself to witness the suffering, she was able to deeply feel into the rawness of it all. And this opening allowed her to genuinely experience her own emotions. And at the same time, connect with something much greater which is our shared humanity. Witnessing the suffering of humanity can feel so big. And what if it all feels like it's too much? What if I just can't hold it all? Like any practice, compassion is not something to be mastered overnight. It takes time and it's not the easiest. It's okay and kind to practice centering within ourselves, breathing through the difficult moments, and recognizing that suffering is not ours alone to hold. As individuals, we can't hold the weight of the world by ourselves. And whenever it feels like it's too much, self-compassion becomes especially important. And sometimes, it's most compassionate toward ourselves to back off, recenter, and come back again when we feel ready. And oftentimes, in order to be compassionate to others, 
we first need to learn to be compassionate toward ourselves. And what if the challenge is the opposite? That there's just so much numbness, it's hard to feel anything. I have quite a bit of experiences with this challenge. When I was a child, I was so emotionally sensitive that I found it challenging to navigate the world at times. Gradually, I trained myself to desensitize and not feel too much in my everyday life as a means of survival. This cold detachment often manifested in many relationships and especially in my relationship with my dad. Thankfully, through a lot of hard work, our relationship shifted and softened over time. However, I still sometimes catch myself telling stories in my mind about him being in the wrong or feeling irritated during our interactions and wanting to run away. A couple of weeks ago, I was spending time with him on the work project. And this time, I allowed myself to just be open and observe what's going on. Instead of judging him by repeating the same stories I have of him in my head, I started to notice how challenging certain tasks were for him. All of a sudden, the harsh image I created of him started to change. I started to feel the difficulties he may be feeling while dealing with his business, his employees, as well as with himself. As I allowed myself to feel into his suffering, I felt a deep sadness. Yet along with that sadness was also profound love and connection. Now coming back to the two components of compassion, we talked quite a bit about the first part, that recognition of suffering. The second is the wish to help relieve that suffering. Here, it's very important to call out discernment and wisdom in our practice of compassion. Because if we get stopped purely in empathizing or recognizing suffering, then there is a possibility of getting caught up in wallowing. However, if we can shift from empathizing into taking action, then we're lessening the activity of the part of our brain that simulates the experience we're empathizing with, and instead activating another part of the brain that makes us feel good about helping others. And it'd also be wise to gauge for ourselves what is appropriate actions to take. And sometimes certain actions may not be the most appropriate or helpful given the circumstances. And sometimes taking action could be as simple as in genuine well-wishing to another. Holiday times could be especially triggering. So how might the concept and practice of compassion be helpful in supporting you? both in navigating the holidays with more grace, as well as potentially shifting some of the challenging relationships you may be facing in your life. If you find this interesting to explore further, I'd like to invite you to join me on a meditation on compassion during the holidays.
finding a position where you can be both alert and relaxed. Whether seated, standing, lying down, or in any other positions that are available to you right now. Gently closing the eyes or keeping them downcast. Whichever feels most comfortable to allow you to come to your center. Taking a few deep and grounding breaths. With every inhale, allowing the body to expand fully. And with every exhale, letting go of all the air. Continue to breathe like this a few more times. Deep inhale and deep exhale. Whenever you're ready, gently allow the breath to flow back to its natural rhythm. Taking a moment to bring your awareness throughout the body. Notice whether there are any areas that you're holding tension. If so, Gently release them. Notice the quality of your being on the top of your head and whether there's any tension there. Release any tension that might be arising. Gradually bringing your attention downwards to the eyes, the cheeks, the jaw, the tongue, releasing any tension you may be finding there. Scanning down, becoming aware of the sensations in the neck in the shoulders, the arms, the wrists, the hands, and the fingertips. And releasing any tension you might be finding in these areas. Bring the awareness to the chest, the back, the belly, the hips. See if there's any opportunity to release the belly and gently let it hang out. Release any tension you may be feeling in these areas.
Bring the awareness even more downwards to the thighs, the knees, the calves, and the feet. Noticing the contact of your body to any surface you may be resting on. Feeling the solidity of the surface that's holding your weight. Remember, you can always come back to this place of grounded awareness. Bring to mind someone you find easy to love and who might be experiencing some difficulties in their life. See if it's possible for you to see the world through their eyes. What could that world look like? What is it like to be them? What could be most scary, hurtful, or the most challenging that this person is living with? What beliefs could there be? Is it, I'm unlovable? I would never be able to change. What could there be? See if it's possible to sense into it. And what feelings could they be feeling in their heart and body? Allow yourself to tap into the deepest vulnerabilities this person may be feeling. What could be the deepest need beneath that vulnerability? See if you could sense that. keeping centered in your being, you're still keeping awareness of the other person. Breathe in and feel into the realness of the heart. And breathe out, offering your care to the deepest need within them.
It could be as simple as offering some words, like, I truly wish you well. I care. Now, bring to mind a family member, friend, or anyone else you'll be soon meeting with. This could be someone you feel neutral toward, or someone who's slightly more challenging. Bring yourself to see the world through their eyes. What is it like to be them? What could be the most scary, hurtful, or challenging thing that this person is living with? What beliefs might they be holding? What feelings might they be experiencing in their heart and body? Allow yourself to tap into the deepest vulnerability this person might be feeling. What could be the deepest need beneath that vulnerability? Keeping centered in your being, yet still keeping awareness of the other person. Breathe in and keep in touch with the realness of their hurt. And breathe out, offering your care to the deepest need within them. It could be as simple as offering some words, such as, I truly wish you well, I care. Opening up your awareness to include all beings who are feeling the same suffering. Breathing in for all beings and breathing out to transform the suffering by offering care and support. May all beings be free from this suffering. Feeling into your awareness right now. The presence that's right here. 
recognize what is happening and whatever may be moving through you. Whether it's tenderness, tiredness, numbness, sadness, or gentleness, whatever may be pulsing through you, simply being open, allowing, and letting all pass through your tender heart. Whenever you're ready, gently start to invite movement back into the body. Slowly fluttering open the eyes and becoming aware of the space surrounding you. Taking a moment to check in with your being what do you notice that is present in your being right now? What is a quality that you notice? Has anything shifted since the beginning of this meditation? Is there anything you might like to practice? surrounding compassion for others during your holiday interactions. Thank you for practicing cultivating compassion during the holiday season with me today. I look forward to practicing with you next time. Take care and may you be well.